Hey everyone, uh, John here from the Two Mail Receptionist Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I like this episode. It was pulled from the archives of a couple months ago. So if we are treating Kevin Spacey's sexual misconduct allegations as more contemporary than you are comfortable with, um, that is why I should issue i feel trigger warning is uh too loaded of a phrase there's really nothing uh, really anything remotely graphic or what i would consider offensive but there's some off-color remarks uh we are dealing with sensitive subjects but i mention it only because i would hate for someone to hear a one-liner and turn it off for that reason um, because those same topics that we are at times perhaps callously joking about um, were also, I don't want to say, important points uh, for fear of being a douchebag. Um, but I will say there are th- there are points made that I was happy to have articulated here. So with that said, please enjoy Two Male Receptionists. What we've got here is two male receptionists. Are we? Do, I was still waiting. Are you going to do a, a guitar thing? I'm still waiting. Or are oh, we oh, starting? I mean, I mean, we can do a guitar thing. Let's do a guitar thing because okay. I feel like that really that really kicks things yeah. off. <laughs> I really want to just be like. Welcome. This is down on the bayou. I'm Gator Boy. What is a bayou? A bayou? Yeah. I mean, I uh, like, is it just a What's swamp? bayou? Well, your bed and your keyboard. Oh, hey. Had to bring up we were in a studio apartment. <laughs> um, so we're recording live from the my studio. Be- oh, we could have just been in my bedroom. No, I gave it away. Shit. Could allow people to use their, inf- their, their imagination. That's, that's part one on radio. Yeah. Golly, the um, horror is always greater that you imagine. Yeah, than that which but you no, see. I'm, I mean, I'm, I am curious because you know when the first time when you were a kid and you were like, I just learned what a peninsula is. Yeah, and you're very proud of yourself. Um, well, or, or, but what is the difference? Like the difference between a peninsula and an archipelago, for example. I think it's an archipelago. Hi. Well, I didn't actually ever learn the difference. Ar- that's that's why I couldn't even say it right. Or, Ar- <laughs> um. Is it? It's archipelago. I believe so. Damn it, archipelago. I think you know, I always have to hold my 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 feet to the fire there on you know words in general. I think a peninsula is like fly by, surrounded on three sides by water, and an archipelago is maybe like a collection of islands. Now, now you just went in a whole different territory because a second ago we were saying archipelago and you just went archipelago. Archipelago. No, archipelago. Yeah, archipelago, I think it is. But wow. I, I used to say archipelago. Archipelago. Well, I, I'm less curious about what you used to say and more or curious what I, is correct. Now I'm confused, but it's not... You sound confused, Johnny. You it's it's definitely... It's a hard C. Like it's a hard C. You're a hard C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe the hard C is what forms an archipelago. 
<laughs> I know it rhymes with Mar-a-Lago. That's the only way I remember it correctly. Um, a bayou. Thank you. It's it's swampy in nature for sure. Right, but what's what's the layout? What's the territory looking like? It's a it's swampy in nature. <laughs> okay. It's uh, yeah. People are down on it. People are down on it for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's definitely like a southern thing. I think <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, does it have? What about an Australian bayou? Does, I think they have quagmires. <sighs> no, I don't know what they have there. They probably have bayous. I mean, so a bayou is definitely it's a French word. Uh, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's probably why we didn't learn it. Yeah, that's true. Also, because I've never been to Louisiana or. Louisiana. Yeah. I was, my parents were really racist against Creoles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It seems like a very specific thing to be racist against. Yes, but do. (laughs) (laughs) And by Creoles, I assume you mean specifically like Louisiana Creoles. (gasps) Oh, I did. did, No, uh, uh, French Creoles that are in France. I think a, a Creole by definition is just like a mixture. I think so. A Creole language is like, like in Haiti. They speak a Creole sort of thing. Yeah. What it, when I've heard people talk about uh, pigeon language, mm. right? And this is probably, uh, you know, is it is it is is it racist the segue <laughs> from talking about one language to go like when you're like, so uh, Mandarin's really interesting. You know what always fascinated me about Sanskrit, or is it just going from jumping from one language to another. I don't think Sanskrit would be racist. If you jumped <laughs> if you jumped from Mandarin to Japanese. But, well, I they're, mean they're both they it would make sense. Well, I mean that's when well, people not jump from language to language, but to if you were talking about the two languages. Yeah. In the context of I th- speaking I about think languages. The fear would be the con that you're grouping them based on their you know their eyes. their Asian languages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good golly. Did you hear that that hap- that was a uh, that happened in the the Major League Baseball during the World Series? I did not. There was a young gentleman who hit a home run, you see, and uh in the World Series no less. Uh-huh. Um which I'm told is 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 that's a big deal. I I've heard, you know. Yeah. And he hit a he hit one of these home runs off of uh of a pitcher uh-huh. That I believe was of J- Japanese descent, uh-huh. and so uh, I guess when he made his his he got back to the bat the batting cage after his home run he was still in a celebratory mood. Sure, and I think and he taunted the pitcher by by pulling putting his hands up on either side of his face and and and, and no. saying and pulling his his eyeballs back wow. and saying chinito, which is I guess in in Spanish is like Chinese boy. Wow, and he had to he had to obviously make a big apology. That was this year. Get a fine. Yeah, that was like a couple of days ago. I mean, it's not that it's so he was suspended for five games. I must say, for the next season, he still gets to finish the World Series. Oh, that's fine. Obviously, <laughs> it's not that it's so terribly racist. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's like it, yes, you should acknowledge that it is. What is most shocking about it to me is how incredibly juvenile that is for like one adult to do to another (laughs) like that's something i feel like you would get mad at a kindergartner for doing absolutely but it does it does also like um you've probably never played sports but i mean i'm just you know just shot in the dark there but if i did track and cross country oh did you 
I ran two marathons. Really? Now, it's a whole reason that people run marathons just so they can say that. No, I mean, I I would run every day for a while. Why? Uh, Because it made me feel better and not hate myself as much. I see. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah, in theory it is. It's one of those things where every time you start doing it, you're like, this is a really good idea. Can't believe I wasn't doing that. That's true. And then you go a day without doing it. Yeah. And then you just don't. You you the mind can only remember how good of an idea it truly is for like twenty four hours, um, and then once you forget that, then you just don't do it. It's like the opposite of masturbating. Um, oh, man, that was an unfortunate. <laughs> you really do do it in threes. Yeah, but uh, can't get a bless you in this motherfucker, huh? Um, not a one for three sneezes. I mean, I might throw a. What is it? I, I want to say sacre bleu, but uh, that's not what I mean. What am I, I, have no, what, I don't care for that Creole language. What am I? House, th- if you don't mind. What am I thinking? Oh, that's a that's a great question for me. What are you thinking, Johnny? You I mean, know that the French thing. Oh, the um, baguette, Gerard uh, Depardieu. Uh, Aggressive sexuality. Now, uh, you know what? Let's move past that. Whoa! You're um, thinking about yourself here. Well, jogging, jogging, yes, and jogging. aggressive sexuality. No, 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 that was just my Frenchman thing. That's my generic, like... Oh, like... <laughs> precisely. Okay. Um, that's every, that actually says it all right there. That is... Yeah. That's that's aggressive sexuality. There are entire... There's a questioning. It's... <laughs> it's like, are you into this? Uh-huh. But it's also like... <laughs> but it's also it's like, like... It's a kind of... Really... It's definitely a strong remark, like, like you're fine. <laughs> and, then a, and then it's like, you're really fine. <laughs> I'm less interested... In the question aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the question out of the way. All right. And then you just comment and you rail in real hard. Huh. And say, yeah. Yeah. I want to take a moment to uh, say hi to our French listeners. We have some. And if you have any Creole neighbors. Sorry, so how I was raised. It's how I was raised. Um, don't care for them. Love the food. It's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Love the spices. If I'm crying, if I'm sweating, I think that's how a, a lot of Americans feel about minorities. <laughs> that's very sadly true. Yeah. I mean, it's more the laughter that I just, I just, and I guess it's women really too. Just opening a can of gas, and you're like, yeah, damn it. I guess that's how white men feel about most people. Uh, I enjoy them cooking for me. Oh, good lord! Right. I mean, uh, so I forget if we talked about this last time, but it, it was the difference. Was it racist? Uh-huh. Yeah, Cause it probably. was racist, nah, yes, because whilst I uh, tend to make light of things uh, like Creoles, I mean people, sorry. Again, it's just how I was raised. I, uh, I think that racism, because you were saying that we all come from terrible people, mm. and I was like, no, we come from tribal people, there's a difference, and, and, and all these weird justifications, but I think that mostly the racism, as I've come to understand it, is born out of self-preservation. Because if the again, if the questions, if the things that perpetuated are, are are hatred and ignorance, then the answers are love and education, and that hasn't borne out. So, because we've tried those, and then yeah, the answer. So it's mostly just out of self-preservation that that's been built into the society. Yeah, power dynamics. Well, here's something I was thinking about that I'm sure someone on an academic level has brought up, but I've never heard it specifically uh, said like this is. I was thinking about like something like 
you know, stopping immigration, building the wall sort of thing, that sort of sentiment. Like, what is the end game? And do they really want to get, you know, immigrants out of the country? And I think, I'm not sure how much people consciously realize this, but I think really what it does is they don't think they're going to actually get all the immigrants out. But what you're doing is making people less legitimate if you make it illegal, you know, for them to be here. It's the same thing with drug users. Like, I don't think most people really think they're going to stop drug use. But what you do is you marginalize them. So then, okay, well, they're here, but they're doing something wrong. So then it's easier to take advantage of them in various ways. It's easier to ignore, uh, you know, injustices that are perpetrated against them right does that seem reasonable because i mean if you're like a like a maybe not like a the spicer guy Sean. Is that, yeah wait no is that the the that's not who i'm thinking of huh i mean the guy who's like the outspoken white supremacist not the like under the cover white supremacist sean spicer it is Sean. okay the guy with the hair no sean spicer is like the actual politician Yes. Who's the guy who got punched in the face? Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. Okay. So maybe someone like him actually wants to live in like a white nation. But I think for the most part, it's just about economics. And someone maybe more like a Sean Spicer doesn't really want people out of the country. He just wants it to make it less legitimate for them to be here. Right? Because then you can continue to treat people like shit if you're like, well, they didn't come here legally. Or you can do the thing where it's like, this guy's been in jail just for smoking a joint. And then they say, yeah, well, I mean, he knew it was going to be like that and he couldn't hold back. So what it really does is just legitimize terrible treatment of people. And more specifically, it legitimizes treatment that allows you to take advantage of resource disparities and increase those disparities. Don't you think people just want to want to like live around people that look and sound like them and die unbothered by people they fear and don't understand? I think this is some of the reason of the Brexit stuff is the, the old people that decided to show up at the polls. You know. Yes, but I think the Brexit thing is people don't like to feel they're being taken advantage. Like, that's the big thing is people will be like, well, they're using our health care or whatever. They don't feel like <laughs> someone is unjustly taking something from them. But I think really they want to be unjustly taking something from someone else. So, I mean, I think Brexit is different because they felt like we're not getting anything out of this. So we're going to go on our own. But with a situation like America and people coming from Mexico, I think a lot of people are benefiting from immigrants coming from Mexico, so long as they don't ever get too legitimate and start competing for the actual upper middle class jobs. I mean, no doubt America benefits from from immigrants, both legal and illegal. But the sentiment of get the the illegal immigrants out and most recently cut vastly cut down on the amount of legal immigrants as well uh that idea why is that i mean if, if that's still the question i think the answer yeah just lies in, in fear of misunderstanding and and some form of self-preservation yeah well i mean i think 
I, at least you can make an argument that the or lack of empathy in humanity as a whole in the fight against globalization. I mean, that's certainly that's certainly part of it. All that, all that good. Bullshit. But I think also by limiting legal immigration, you are just because there are certain forces at work that always happen. You're necessarily increasing a demand for illegal immigration. Yes. So it's not just keeping people out. It's it's increasing the percentage of people that are coming in that are quote unquote illegitimate. I was talking. I was talking. Uh with somebody about this recently about uh aid how aid should work ideally mm-hmm. um african aid for example that so much so much of the time is to throw money i think at the it's problem. That, i that, think it's plural aid. oh I think oh, it's oh th- thank you for yeah. that sorry i forgot what the the breakdown was there yeah now what does that stand for johnny do you recall uh autoimmune deficiency syndrome oh you, oh, you want to know a fun fact that's a terrible, terrible fact. Uh, in the early, yeah, you want to know it. So, in the early '80s, before they came up with AIDS, <laughs> which isn't to say the government invent, <clears throat> before they came up with that, uh, you know, what do you call it? You know, a, a, when you make the long things yeah, shorter, that thing. and smaller, yeah, a contraction. Uh, um, <laughs> a contractions when you have a kid, I think. But oh, okay, they called it grid. Gay-related immune deficiency. That is, yes, I heard about that. That's right. It's like it. That was in like 1983 or something, like so recent that they were that fucking homophobic about it. Yeah, that's pretty recent. I mean, it's before my time, so I can't take advantage. You know, slightly before I was born, so I'm not gonna, you know, take any responsibility for that. No, 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 you shouldn't. So you put the you you put a well in Africa. People need some water. You put some water. Okay. Uh, generally where there's no water and you're like we have done a good thing for the people mm-hmm. and while you've definitely done a good thing for the people what you've also done is created a huge problem because you've created a market you know if you've created something like a like a source of of life-giving sustenance if it's water or if it's oil or if it's, if it's gas or it's electricity who's controlling the supply of that obviously there's an, an enormous demand that's where that that that's why why that demand was met. There's like there's this huge demand. These people need electricity and water. Let's and then aid organization steps in, gives them electricity and water, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And there's not always the infrastructure. To, you know, so you're saying some despot is going to take advantage of that and like often or it. somebody or whoever whoever is going to there's going to be somebody to step in and try to take it. But there's always something on the land in the country it, it, that the aid organization hasn't planned for or doesn't understand because they did their job from an encyclopedia or they did their job from, from somewhere else. That's not that location, you know? Um, yeah. And that's just always, so, so now the aid organizations that are, that are newer and are more hip to this jive are making sure that they have people in place on the ground or that they have people from that area that are, that they hire, you know, to make sure that they, all the crazy factors that they couldn't have possibly considered, right. you know, that are going to always throw this project sideways. Um, uh, that, that sounds or, like it's being addressed well. Yeah, when or, you first or, just, start- or just direct giving. That's the other answer is that people go, you know, instead of giving people certain types of food or give them a goat um, and a Bible, uh, then people are actually just giving money directly and going, if you're poor, if you're impoverished and you need food, water, and electricity and all these things. Just get on your iPhone and I'll Venmo you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you give them directly, that's just going, trusting people enough to go, I trust that you're going to use this money to better your life in the way that needs bettering, you know, and that's 
instead of somebody stepping in and, and trying to tell them otherwise. And that's a lot harder for people to give to that, that idea of charity, but it shows that it gets the best results often. I, um, I was, I was afraid when you first started talking, it was going to be one of those, um, well, I'll il- illustrate it with an example we've all heard is, a uh, someone justifying not giving money to a homeless person by saying like, well, he's just going to spend it on booze. Like I'm actually doing a good thing for him by not contributing to his addiction. <laughs> And you're like, we, I would build it well for these people, but they're just going to create strife over it. Where do you go with that accent at the end? Oh, that was interesting. They're just going to create strife over it, aren't they? Is that what it... I think you went a little bit there. It was supposed to just be white guy. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Irish is pretty white. It's pretty white, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, British is pretty white. British is the whitest of all. Is it whiter than Irish? Yes, because Irish, like... Is it, though? Because you're more inclined with the red hair. And I feel like the, the well, the way is there any? Are we talking about? Have you ever actual... heard that old Irish song? Is there anything whiter than a ginger ale? But when Irish people came here, it's like they, they were treated like a minority. They were treated poorly. They were, which is really just kind of funny that white people were ever treated poorly. It's funny that how dare who in their right mind would treat a white person with disrespect? Well, it does show that. Our, our biases are not really based on any it's really just we're looking for an enemy well i never so that's why i don't really think it necessarily holds up that we just want people like us around because we will always find differences we'll find a reason to split off and have an enemy ah, humbug. it's like i was talking about northern and southern california oh yeah fuck those northerners <laughs> your parents that's why God burned everything down, because the gay people in San Francisco. That's I'm pretty sure I heard that. I read I read an Ann Coulter tweet that told me that. I, but then again, I think she was just quoting Leviticus. I, I'm not sure where she gets her sources. I think but. most of her stuff is just quoting the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. You can take that for yeah. granted. Yeah. Like like. Is the, she the one who was saying women shouldn't vote, or uh, she's not sure whether women should be able to vote? Um, she has said some questionable things. I'm not I'm not too in tune with her. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she said something like that. But then again, she's right about a lot of things. <clears throat> so jogging. Um... <laughs> jogging. It can't be anytime somebody of our generation. Remember when Anchorman was just too overquoted for a while? Yeah. It was just like it was in the period of overquoting the movies that were going on at the t- same time. Everybody was like, hey, guys, I'm going to quote Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. And... I couldn't even. What is a Napoleon Dynamite quote? Could you could you say uh, a bow staff? Something about a bow staff. That doesn't ring a bell. Mm, yeah, I don't remember. Dan Quesadilla. Okay, people said Dan Quesadilla. Um, His brother had some good lines. I think. Yeah, there was a lot of like, oh, come on, just type yeah. of stuff, stuff. But that's almost more like. Uh, remember Life with Louis with Louis Anderson. <laughs> yes. Louis. Well, I get over here. I don't remember what, what it was. Did he have a catchphrase? Dad, catch if you keep beating me, Tommy's going to turn out weird. <laughs> Pretty sure his brother Tommy turned out weird. Yeah. Did, 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 he, did Life with Louie, is that, is that the name of the show? Yeah. I don't know if he had a catchphrase. I, I think he, it pretty much was just, Louie and Louie. Dad. Yeah. He's still around. Which was him. enough. Yeah. It was yeah. lovable. Because it, it, was, it was Life with Louie followed by Bobby's World. It was like right in the same the time. The one-two point. I, you know, I'm not a big Bobby's. I couldn't get down with Bobby's I mean, I world. had a phase. I had, I, you know. I mean, it was cute, but I just 
That was Harry Mandel, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, there's something about him. There is. I do not like him. And I don't want to say as a person, he's probably a fine man. But he just kind of dresses like a, a Vegas magician. and he's got He like does, a, but a, way before I ever even saw him, yeah. there's something very off-putting about him. It's kind of like he, well, because it seems like he's like one of those ABC family comics that is just so transparently like a hard alcoholic. Right. There's something that yeah. you can't trust. <laughs> yeah, he's like a revivalist preacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little bit, there's a, too much darkness in there. And yeah. he's like making off of a wholesome buck. And you're like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He definitely, I don't know if he does the hitting or if he is, <laughs> or if he is hit, but there's definitely money exchanged for physical violence. Wow. Howie Mandel. That's it. Yeah. You're going to get some Howie Mandel lawyer action. <laughs> Howie's got American Idol money. I'd watch out. Oh, no. He's got a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're coming for you, Howie. Yeah. We're coming for you. I know what you did. He's on the Weinstein short list. I have it's a, a long list. Let's I have a vague idea of what you're probably doing. Um. So, yeah. How about sex offenders? Ooh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm against. All right. Controversial opinion. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. hear from the audience. Well, uh, uh, oh, the, the internet poll just came in. The, they, they voted from their seats, and a surprising amount of audience members said, "Oh, it's just one guy. It was just one guy. We need security." <laughs> that was dangerous. Um, this is why we do these polls from time. Just clear out. I do think you've seen the the Me Too thing that people are doing. I have. I have. It's funny because the depths... Is it funny? All right. The depths of my pessimism, as we've discussed, run quite deep. But I have to say that even I have had to admit that I'm a little surprised with the extent to which people come forward with it. Like, surprised how prevalent it is. Which isn't to say I thought anything was not a problem, but... Even I, as a self-proclaimed pessimist, uh, have been surprised at how depraved people are. Yeah, uh, I was just having some conversations with some women about that recently, and and just hearing about like when they say things like, "Well, yeah, like majority of guys are creeps, like more than our nice guys, whatever a nice guy is." Guys are creeps. I, I assume it's just exactly whatever I am. I think that's how most people feel. That's about how most it. people feel about it until they do something creepy, mm. and then they're in denial that they did something creepy because they're a nice guy. I think that's how that works. I mean, I have always assumed everyone is creepy, uh, every male that is. But I didn't. I didn't think that many people were like physically, um, you know, creepy. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like David Fincher. Or, Van Herzog, uh, one of those guys. I think it was Fincher, but I'm, I don't remember. Do they both have accents? Yeah, I don't know David Fincher. I don't know either. But it, somebody was asking if he had, because he did, you know, seven and others. Uh, six. Trek, yeah, he also six. The Fifth Element. Four. The Four uh, Square. Four, we got Four Square. Yeah. Oh, Three's wow. a crowd. Three's a crowd. Two's company. Grumpier old men. <laughs> Cocoon. Cocoon was the first one. It's good, um, but that he, somebody asked him, "Is there a theme that permeates like all of your movies? Is there like a theme you think that you like to explore?" And he just like pauses for a second. He's like, mm, "I think I'd have to say that people are perverts." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's that's apt. <laughs> uh, I just I have to go off for a second and just my favorite Werner Herzog thing is <laughs> is uh, in the Bear Man one. Have you seen that? I think it's called, it's something like Bear Man. Yeah. Um, he does a really Man good job like that. of showing all the different people's perspectives and really creating like uh, a rich like layered look at this, but towards the end he does have to come in with his own editorial and it's just so classic he's something it's something like what he didn't understand is see he thought he could make friends with nature but the world is inherently terrible and we are all just waiting to die and turn into nothingness in a giant pile of shit something something to that effect yeah um and it's just so classic like fucking german director (laughs) anyway back to whatever we were talking about thank you for being a good listener (laughs) Uh, uh. I think it's time for a commercial. Oh yeah! Today's program is is uh, sp- sponsored in part by Reading Good and Diction. Hey, can you help me read this? I'm having trouble over here. Did you say trouble? I did. I Stop have a speech impediment. <laughs> I have a fear of speaking in public. Hooked on f- phonics. I was raised. Could work for me in the future. <clears throat> Today's program yes. is sponsored in part by Seattle's Best Coffee. It's not actually the best, but just because it's from Seattle, we say that it is. That's Seattle for you. Seattle's Best Coffee. Right next to the fish. <laughs> and that is trademarked, so yep, it is yep. legally Sorry Seattle's Best. <clears throat> and, and brought to you by Fake Birthmarks. Do you look exactly like everyone else and you're tired of being so basic? Fake birthmarks help you stand out from the crowd, watch everyone take notice, then try to act like they didn't notice. Fake birthmarks are basically like putting on your favorite pair of distressed jeans, but instead an unsightly splotch of overgrown blood vessels on your face, abdomen, or wherever. Get all the temporary attention and sympathy of a harmless handicap. Is that what a fake... Who wrote that? That's not what a birthmark this, is. This of is a, a harmless handicap. We're just reading the copy here. They, we're just reading the copy. With none of the permanent shame. <laughs> People have shame it, there. Adhesive fake birthmarks. How long have you had your birthmark for? Oh, golly. You know what I like to do with mine is walk in a room. People will take the initial look, look away. And then I just quickly take it off my face and put it in my pocket. So then people look back. And, <laughs> and I don't have the hideous birthmark, but I have already got their attention. You have. You have. And I'll tell you what, you've also looked like handsomer somehow. <laughs> yeah, just... Right. It's, it's a comparison thing. Yeah. yeah. One more. I'm sorry. Please. It's very brief. You got to make that money. Does your gentleman of a certain age sometimes struggle to express his natural flair? Is he often prone to catch a chill, often whilst indoors? Well, bring him on down to Ethel's Brooches and Shawls for Men. I don't know what the better. They should change their name. No, I like it. Okay. Broaching the gender gap since 1973. <laughs> Shawling away. That's not, not a verb. To shawl. Shall we dance? Shall we dance? Wow. On Third Street. Shall we dance? Uh, could be a great name for a. Um, it's where you learn traditional Pakistani. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what indi- uh, what yeah. cultures use the shawls in their dances, but I imagine it's racist for me to speculate. <laughs> 
this was a great idea that we had last time. It was two white guys try to imagine when other groups received basic human rights. It was like, what came first? Oh, I, I think we were pretty accurate with the 1920. I mean, it, <laughs> as long as you get it within the same century, I mean. <laughs> All right, here. No, I don't have one. Hmm? Nah, I don't know. All right, when uh, when was the Louisiana Purchase? I have no was, idea. Okay. I bet you know, though. Huh? No, that was a legitimate question yeah. born of sincere curiosity. I'm going to throw out 1823. Thomas Jefferson did it, so... Uh, Probably I'm before 1823. 1492? Uh, sure. <laughs> Can we pause? Yes. <laughs> Kim Trails, shadow governments with satanic rituals... Celebrities that are really lizards wearing human skin, but if you watch a YouTube video and pause it just right, you can see by their eyes that they're actually lizards. Universal healthcare! Red pill transmission is your antidote to the sickness that is modern society. Five nights a week, I bring you a 10 to 15 minute brief. With the globalists closing in, this podcast is literally... Allegedly. Allegedly, literally, your only chance to survive. Red Pill Transmission. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, all your favorites. Transmission terminated. Oh no, that's that's you can't do that one. That's a real song. Oh, is it? Wasn't it? I don't know. It sounded like you were playing something. You play a B chord, it's all a real sure, thing. Sure, that's... I guess... Or what chord is this, listeners? Is it an A? Wow, Johnny, you're cheating by looking at it. Yeah, well, I, that's, I I'm leave, still impressed uh, that I'm um, able to identify it. Guitar 102. Um, oh. All I'm saying is that was a nice ear training. It's a nice ear training quiz for our kids at home. And all you right. ruined it. All right, do another one. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready? you're wondering if that last note was out of tune you would be correct but just use your imaginations that it's not it's a trick question that was also an a if you notice that it was the same chord well done listeners very well done those of you that did not get that correct good luck next time we're going to play that game again you ready we're going to play it again right now i bet you didn't see that coming what's this one johnny you can you can look at it and tell me what it is how about that all right piece of shit that looks like a g it looks like a G, but it's not! Is it a C? Yeah, it's a C9. It's one of those fancy ones that people go... And it look, it's the laziest C that they use in all the 90s songs. It's the easiest way to write a, a Gin Blossom song mm. or a um, Goo Goo Dolls song. Mm-hmm. The Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Play a C9. I, I can see Maybe that. Maybe it's a C6, actually. Damn it. Now I'm doubting myself. I shouldn't... We can fix so it in maybe, post. Maybe one of our lists. Yeah, we can fix it in post. You do the ear training. It's a C9. C9. Uh, so Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. Here we go, listener. Just the greatest actor. I admire everything about him. Hey, he's um, a good I've actor. I've always just wanted to be him in just about every single way. Um, that's why I'm bald. Well, you got that covered. Yep. Oh, no. He's a sexual predator. <laughs> I Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Play, play the sexual predator again. <laughs> Sexual predator riff. Sexual predator riff. Uh, Kevin Spacey 
tried to make a move on a 14-year-old. But it was like 30 years ago. But it was 30 years ago when that type of thing was very frowned upon. It probably wasn't, though. Cultural relativity? What's the culture of relativity? I don't know what that means. Cultural, like... uh, Oh, cultural relativity. Yeah. I know what that means. I guess I should have been able to figure that out by saying culture of relativity anyways. It's all relative. That's what my parents would always say. They would because they were absolutists. Mm. Talking about them like they're deceased. They're not. They're. They're. I'm pretty sure they're still alive. So, uh, but so they'd say things like, mm, "Do you believe in absolute truths?" And, and I'm gonna. Do you, Johnny? Do you believe in in such things as absolute truths? I think maybe few of them. Maybe a few. Maybe a few. Yeah. Such as. I don't. Well, I think we're limited in what we can comprehend. So, not me. Maybe, maybe you. I think most things that we would be able to put into words are probably not absolute. Okay. Could you give me an example? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I can. I, I I suppose it's probably safe to say pedophiles are bad. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But some pedophiles could be good. If there was a pedophile that jumped in front of a bullet and saved somebody's life. And you go, you know what? I know that guy was a pedophile, but good pedophile for doing that good thing. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of pedophiles who've done good things. Yeah. That is the, that is the idea of like taking somebody like. I mean, that was, I mean, that's a very human, th- like we're not, we, there, there are no absolutes when it comes to human behavior. That's for sure. Or, or the way we can characterize humans. You know what I I always I, I sometimes there are things where you go oh I never thought that that would be a, a an emotional response that I'd have for example I never I could have imagined that I would be my my initial emotional response would be anger if somebody said the words all lives matter <laughs> if you asked if you asked me in a philosophy class yeah. somebody could use that as an example as as of like uh, like people would say that like rape is always morally wrong that's like a moral absolute right you know and and if somebody could say um all lives matter is is not never going to be an offensive thing to say and i'd be like I can, i'm on board with that but now in this current day and age i hear somebody say all lives matter and i'm like this guy. See, again, that's an example of how conservative people are so much better at branding. Because on the face of it, that seems hard to argue with. If you don't know anything about the actual movement, when you're just literally arguing about the phrases, it's hard to argue against saying all lives matter. That's true. But what they're really saying is... Black lives I mean... They don't not matter. I was talking with a conservative cohort of, of mine. I like to try to understand uh, where the, I don't want to say the other side is coming from because I'm clearly unbiased uh, and just, you know, I have an intellectual bias, if any, politically. Um, I'm wicked smart. Mm, yeah, it's a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Let's go, beat up some Har- <laughs> Let's go beat up some Harvard kids. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yale doesn't, Stanford, whatever else it's talking trash in ivy league schools i don't know where most ivy league schools are uh located geographically i mean they're all on the east coast that's not true yeah it is stanford's not on the east coast i don't think stanford really technically counts as an ivy league see i didn't even know that i don't know if that's true i can't spell ivy Ugh. 
so poor. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly where they are, is they're in the places that have been around the longest. Harvard was the first college. Like Virginia? Harvard was the first college in America. And that's not a coincidence. William and Mary? It's not Ivy League either. I don't even... What's that? Some... How dare you? Thomas Jefferson built the ground. Why did I, why did I keep going Thomas Jefferson? How's that? He built the grounds. Thomas Jefferson's it's the, thing? Yeah. It's, you never been to Williamsburg, Virginia, where everybody's like role-playing, churning butter, and be like, well, back in the day, I shot my daddy's musket at them redcoats. You know? You never, no? No, but I, I, I just had a funny vision of like... The people doing that, they're like worst. Minute men in the like. Their worst fear is like liberals coming in and like making them hire like a black guy to play John Thomas Jefferson or something, or a woman to play Thomas Jefferson. God damn it! Is there nothing that's sacred anymore? I saw a woman play uh, James Madison once, and that was effective. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in a play of the musical 1776, I saw a woman play. Benjamin Franklin. And that was less effective. <laughs> he's just too goddamn manly. He's just the man. I mean, he's the figure of a man. Uh, so I was I was trading some of my stocks recently. Oh, yeah. Wait, should, should we uh, transition? Oh, oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> Business Talk! Yeah! So I was trading some of my stocks recently. Tell me. I was buying and I was Do selling. It. Okay. Yeah. I was I was looking up high. Sure. I was digging down low. You want to buy low and sell right. high. I was calling up my guy. I was chewing his ass hey, out. Hey, New York. Yeah. Give me New York on the phone. I fear this little bit isn't quite translating. Please allow me to provide context. Remember, humor arises from incongruity. These men are acting as though they have opinions about finance when in fact they are wage slaves toiling in abject poverty. Even if they had real opinions they don't have any discretionary income, so every word they speak, the instant it is born upon their lips, is marked by futility and utter purposelessness. Hollow, condemned, castrated. That's why it's funny. Okay, let's go again. So I was trading some of my stocks recently. Tell me. I was buying and I was Do selling. It. Okay. Yeah. I was I was looking up high. Sure. I was digging down low. You want to buy low, sell right. high. I was calling up my guy. I was chewing his ass hey, out. Hey, New York. Yeah. Give me New York on the phone. All right. I said, hey, it's 5 a.m. somewhere. Am yeah. I right? Let's start, let's start let's trading. Sell some of those Japanese started, stocks. Yeah. So I was, I got my guy on the micro exchange doing the pennies. Sure. Right. He's, yeah. And he's got, he's, he's shuffling around all the dividends. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and fortunately I have my, uh, my 401k guy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got a friend at the IRA mm. who, uh, used to work at the IRS. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he's got his MBA and his MA. Right. Right. Sure. Okay. His MFA too. Right. And he's, he's full, creative guy. Exactly. And he's full yeah. of BS. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we're all speaking the same language here. Anyways, he's shuffling around all my pennies on the on the the small stocks exchange, right? Sure. Right, and his cousin fortunately works is in horses, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, I know yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, works at NASCAR trading in horsepower. Right, right. Um, there's a secret underground market of NASCAR horsepower. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. Ball we don't need to get into that's that. That's another ball game. I also got a guy that works um, ball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Major League Baseball. Mostly minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. Exclusively minor league baseball, if I were being 100% honest. He's also trading low on the penny stocks, selling high 
on the penny stocks. Right. Right. That's how you want to do it. That's exactly what you want to do. Um, I mean, yeah, I read that on Jim Cramer's blog. So anyways, I got I got these guys and I call them friends, right? But what they really are are employees when you think about it. Sure. And that's how the game works. Mm -hmm. You keep your friends, you lose your employees. Mm -hmm. And they're the same people. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the emotional slash financial judo that you have to do to cut to the chase and to get to a position like mine. People ask, like, what does diversify mean? What does portfolio mean? How do I diversify? And it's like, I don't have time to answer that. I'm a busy man. Time is money. Right. That's all I need to tell you. Right. That's why you got that shirt that says time is money. And you just point to it when people ask you a question. What time is it right now? Is it 3.32 p.m.? Well, that's money then, isn't it? Yep. And then you walk away. Yeah. And I think the point's made. I think so. So what do you think about these Asian markets? I'm generally for them. Yeah. But that's only because I have my, my major league mostly minor league exclusively minor league baseball connection right is he's bullish on them oh no he's, bearish no he's half asian oh, okay yeah i gotcha and so i'm half interested mm. i um you know i like is this financially interested sure right no yeah, that's of right. course this How isn't a kevin spacey situation no um you know what my broker has been advising me to do is uh i've been buying up this uh uh <clears throat> gold I hear gold. <laughs> it's the, I hear it's the new cash crop. Gold is going to be big. You know who was, was you, who I heard about gold from first? Who's that? Glenn Beck. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was hawking some gold. They do. They do. That's probably true, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, Alex Jones uh, <laughs> like will advertise gold too. It's a big thing. Like people think when the when the government comes down, like when the shit hits the fan, gold will be a safe bet. But it's funny because gold is really a useless thing. So that's that's just when times get kind of bad. Like that's a very like rich white person's way of dealing with the end times is like invest in gold. Because if shit really got bad, gold doesn't fucking matter either. And what you really would want to invest in is like water and bullets. Yeah. Food. Johnny. Yeah. Typical okay. American. Food is another one. But gold is not, is my point. No. Unless you made gold bullets. Gold bullets would not be effective, though, except against werewolves. I thought those were silver bullets. They are. You're amateur right. hour over there. Well, they're wow. proves my point. They're not effective against anything. I guess you're right. Except that. vampires. Yeah. Are uh, there other Halloween songs other than the Monster, Monster Mash? Monster Mash. Nope, that's it. There's got to be others. No, there was that one they did at 30 Rock that was pretty good. Uh, was, um, well, I mean. It was Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> Spooky scary. Yeah, that is. Um, I mean, I got a whole playlist if you're really interested. Oh, okay. I mean, anything by the Misfits, really. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's interesting, but I'm not interested. No, thank you. I'm a fan. Mm. Mm. Did you like that punk rock? Do you enjoy that that I do. rock and roll? <laughs> I do enjoy the punk rock. Okay. Why? I th- I like that the songs are generally short. In all honesty, I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, a good reason I like punk rock. I like uh, idiot. There's oldies too that I like that are short. I, I like songs that are, you know, to the point. What oldies do you enjoy? Uh, a lot of them. Could like could you mention an oldie? Maybe the audience could look it up. I'm full of oldies, Johnny. I got so many oldies. I'm right, crapping out oldies. Throw some out there, and I'll tell you if I like them. No, it's not. I asked you to name one oldie that you like. I have woolly bullies. <laughs> the quintessential oldie. <gasps> By Wooly Bully himself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. 
you're right. I think I'm. There's something about like the ethos or the pathos, one of those things. Maybe both. One of those oses. That speaks to me. About oldies. Oldies, not in the same way. You just like that 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 rock and roll. Yeah. That, that really hard punk rock. That's like, mm, I'm an angry person, and I'm I'm ragingly immature. I think the yeah I don't know what it is. It's it's it's, it's, it's subversive, obviously. It, it's kind yeah. of a fight the man fight. It's but it's also there. It, there's like a nihilism in it. For sure. In real punk rock, not like there's also very like political. <laughs> there's also very political punk rock, which I think. No, nah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a big part of it, but I, I think truly even though that probably is more akin to the way I actually try to conduct myself, I think on the most basic level, what speaks to me about it is the more like nihilistic, like, uh, you know, more, uh, I don't know, like the way the Ramones would just like enjoy pissing people off. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like the Ramones. Like the way fucking Sid Vicious like sucked at bass and just like, died young (laughs) like that's pretty fucking cool like if i'm being honest here that's pretty cool it's pretty cool to just like burn out and die this does beg the question what is cool um i think james dean is the first image that comes to mind if you as a person in life encountered sid vicious i'd be like this guy's a dick yes you would not enjoy his company right that's almost 100 percent. yeah you would say wow this person is is trumpian in in their their selfishness absolutely absolutely yeah because what he's really interested in is just he doesn't want things yeah Yeah. he doesn't like things that impede his progress towards exactly what his goals are yeah and if his goals are usually hedonistic right yeah so what's admirable about that again i never said it was admirable but you said it was cool it's cool yeah what is cool cool is not caring See, because I, I remember, because cool used to be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Dude, that Because that is still cool right now. We're like, dude, that guy does not give That's a fuck. That's always that cool. awesome. Well, I think we talked about this last time. I yeah. don't know if it made it, but, yeah, but you have to be able to still do things and act like you don't care. Because there's plenty of people who just don't give a fuck. And they're like, I don't care. My diabetes is going to take my right leg. I don't give a fuck. But those you people aren't to, cool. You have to like Marshawn Lynch things. You got to be like, I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm here so I don't get fined. Like he did that, he showed up at that thing. So he, that's you got. He had to show up at this interview. Come on, Johnny Sports. I shouldn't have brought up sports. <laughs> Is he it basketball? To, he had, no, he had, just had to show up for a uh, pre-Super Bowl press conference. Mm. And he's like, I don't want to talk to press. I got nothing to do. I'm re- focused on the game. And then they're like, Nope, you got to do this. It's, you're contractually bound to do this. That's fine. And so everybody was asking him all these questions, and he's like, I'm here so I don't get fined. Ask him another question. I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> here so I don't. And he does it for his like three minutes, that ever however long he has to be there. That's kind of awesome, actually. It is very awesome. It's hilarious. So I mean, it's also you could see it as a, a dick sort of thing because well, that's how cool works, I guess, right? Yeah. If you don't give a fuck, you're gonna piss some people off. Um, so that's, but I think that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he also does a lot of good for his community at home. So it's like, definitely does the I don't give a fuck, and then at the other times it's like, well, that guy does give a fuck, doesn't he? <laughs> and that's that's what's cool. You gotta you gotta tread lightly and also give a fuck at times. Or not. Yeah, I don't know. Then, because if you die, then you're just cool in... You're just... In, I think... In legend. It's cool that James Dean died in a car crash. Yes. Because the thing is, it was cool... 
I'm sure he was cool a lot of times when people saw him, like, taking crazy turns on Mulholland. Because it's like, oh man, that guy doesn't give a fuck. And, but he would live. And he'd be like, that is fucking cool. That guy is cool. But then, even when he fucked up and died, that's even cooler. Yeah, but motorcyclists always look really cool and stuff doing their thing until they're laid up in bed. And then they expect everybody to feel bad for him. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. No. I mean, in part, you should. Well, they're supposed to die. That's the thing. That's how you get to be cool. Yeah. If you really want all the cool points. Yeah. Also, it just helps if you look like James Dean, I think, is the part of it. There's not a lot of cool fat people. Get your motor on. Hit her on the highway. Time to die young now. And whatever comes our way. Anyways, Steppenwolf. Not a great band. Not is that best. Steppenwolf? Yes, it is, John. Isn't that uh, the game where you kill Nazis? No, that's the uh, the bad guy in uh, the next Justice League movie. Mm. Steppenwolf. You're welcome for that. Breaking news. No, are you talking about Wolfenstein? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. It was, was fun. Really, it was like that Windows screensaver that is automatically panned around like hallways, but with mm-hmm. Nazis in them, and you had a gun. That there's was a, much how it worked. There's a new one coming out, I think. I, I, I think because I, it's yeah. very topical again. This whole Nazi thing. Hey, who would have thought? Some people would have thought. Yeah. There are some well, that's why my broker say. invested in uh, a bunch of Nazi paraphernalia. And at first I was like, whoa. Whoa. What's going on here? And he was like, trust me. This is going to pay off. And, you know, this yeah. prices shot through the roof. And now David Duke and Richard Spencer are, like, fighting it out on eBay for all mm-hmm. this shit. Also shooting through the roof are bullets coming at me because <laughs> I, I am, in fact, <laughs> of Jewish heritage. But, uh, you know, it's a small price to pay. Now... Being of Jewish heritage, you did you go to synagogue growing up at all? I oh, like are you going to call me on this again? Yeah, because you no. s- you're, you scream Gentile just to everything about you. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. I think we covered this. I already used my Daywalker joke. All their strengths, but none of their weaknesses. That sort of thing. <laughs> now... I, w- I was talking to a Jewish coworker that was. We were talking about the fluctuating scale of whiteness for Jewish people in this day and age. Right. Have you ever experienced that feeling of a fluctuating scale of whiteness as a Jewish person? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think I wasn't even um, aware that people really cared about Jewish people for a long time. But it's yeah, it's a thing again. Although honestly, these Nazis—they're not talking about Jews as much. They seem to be. Uh, more clashing about racism or isn't that racism i, I mean, guess anti-semitism i guess is racism it is but you know what i mean though like yeah. actual <laughs> i don't know i mean the jews will not replace us was definitely part of the uh oh yeah was it charlottesville thing yeah is that why he killed a bunch of black people huh isn't that what happened in charlottesville the guy who shot the church no oh is that a different thing yes it's Charlottesville is the... Charleston. Okay. It's easy to mix up your CHs and your mass murders on the East Coast. <laughs> when you're from California, yeah. It all... <laughs> uh, what happened in crazy old Hickville today? <laughs> well, the birth of our nation, for one. Yeah. Yeah, birth of our nation. 
also a terribly racist film. I didn't see it, but um, I heard that that guy was charged with sexual assault. Really? Well, there was a new Birth of Our Nation that... No. Huh? They remade Birth of a Nation? Well, no. It was... It's it's called that. It's an entirely different movie. But there's a movie called Birth of a Nation. Yes. That is about the plight of African Americans. Starring and written by and directed... It's an African-American film. Okay. And it was supposed to be that year's 12 Years a Slave. This was like a year or two ago. And it was uh, getting pushed at, at Sundance and these different things and uh, film festivals. And It's going to be great. Some, You're going to love it. Some, some it's got a lot of black people in it. You're going to love it. It started to win some awards. Then all of a sudden, the writer, director, and star of the film came out. This is about the Casey Affleck time, too, where his like sexual assault... his history of stuff allegations that mm. started to come up and then it turned out that this guy had like a settlement in college where he and a roommate were involved with a drunken woman and there was like a settlement thing going on and everybody was all of a sudden had to stop basically this guy was like the champion of that movie and it it really hurt its bottom line and they stopped pushing it so hard and they kind of just went away i'm gonna here's where i'm gonna play a clip of salt and peppers push it I said I was going to play a clip. Okay, you do it. Push it real good. So, so, so salt and pepper. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the song when they're like, we, we, we are salt and pepper. Yeah, when they <laughs> identify. That's my favorite part of every song where yeah. you have to say that. It's like a timestamp. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Skinner. <laughs> That's my favorite part where they're like, if they, when bands act as their own hype man. Yep. And yeah. Uh, I feel like we should, I feel like I had more to say about the sexual assault stuff. Oh. I mean, mostly you should just confess and get it over with. But I'm all ears. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I'm just, uh, that, I mean, that's one thing I can, I just, I don't really know how much it goes on because... I have been removed from that, you know, by not molesting people is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think that part of that being like shocked about uh, the me too, hashtag me too movement, if you start to really dig into it and read about it, you see, I think part of it is the guilt of like kind of knowing that it was always that bad for women and being reasonably comfortable with it. I think it's yeah. kind of part of that uncomfortable when you, you know, as a dude reading it and you're like, well... I'm not surprised by any of this. I mean, to see it all laid out, but before before you, it does like it gives you some some insight into the what what the experience of living through it on the other side is, um, and how maybe you've been a little bit complicit in not taking a more active role in stopping it. I mean, it does feel like you're up against just all of patriarchy, I suppose, which you're a part of. So I don't know, but it's still pretty striking for sure. I, don't, I think it's a turning point, right? I would hope so. I mean, a small one, there's things, things always change in baby steps, but I think that there's going to be fewer executives, fewer Harvey Weinstein moments after this, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because... Mostly just out of self-preservation, right? Not because there's going to be less creepy, or you know, like guys are going to be any less creepy. Yeah. Or shitty people out there in positions of power, but I think it's just self-preservation. Well, okay, so that... I made a meme, right? Um, I think I sent it to you, but... I, I felt it wasn't very sensitive. It knew, wasn't Johnny. You should not have done it. No, but the thing is, okay. So what it was is a picture of Harvey Weinstein, 
um, it's a series of memes I've been doing with uh, ironically paired pictures and inspirational quotes. So it was him and it said something about like perseverance and never saying no to a challenge. And of course, the initial reaction, which is why I didn't post it, is I knew people would find it insensitive. But what I'm really trying because it is insensitive. <laughs> well, I don't think so because what? It, okay, it might be technically insensitive, but I also think it's addressing something that people are afraid to address. Which is? Which is? I mean, there's of course the Freudian like you know sex drive like ruling things, and I think that people like. Harvey Weinstein rise to those positions, which we as a society very much support and think that's a great thing to do. They do that because there is some like perverted nature that just wants more in every way, including in the sexual nature. And I think what I, what I thought was interesting about this thing uh, that I had created is that how come my voice isn't showing up? Yours is the bottom one that's showing up. Oh, okay. Um, I was just that what you saw there was you saw one line that was full of stuff and the other one that wasn't full of stuff. The one that wasn't full of stuff was me being a good listener, Johnny. I see. <laughs> um, and the pause in that story was you just being so vain. <laughs> am I am I coming through enough? Am I not, am I monopolizing this look, appropriately? I had, I didn't get a lot of attention as a child. Oh well, I'd have to. I'd be happy to give you attention mm, now. That's why I have a podcast. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't want anyone to pay attention to me. Um, <clears throat> what was I talking about? I don't believe you. Oh, uh, something about calling attention to yourself. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So here's the thing. is Accumulating that power. Here's what Looking I felt I liked about the, the meme, okay? Uh, or here's, anyway, what I was trying to point out, mm-hmm. is that if I had made that two weeks prior to the incident, it would have not been an ironic meme. It would have been 100% an appropriate thing because it's a rich, successful guy with a quote about how he never gives up and will always, you know, fight to get what he wants. Now, as soon as we find out that he does that in a sexual arena as well, it takes on a whole new meaning. But what I'm really trying to draw attention to is that those aren't two different things necessarily. And I think that's why Bill Clinton is president. That's why Harvey Weinstein is a multimillionaire. You know, that's why Richard Bronstein or whatever, the fucking virgin guy, um, who has done amazing things with SpaceX, or or not SpaceX, but the prize he gives out. Like, he does all these great things. He also seems like a total dick, and I bet he has definitely taken advantage of women. Bronson. Yeah. I I always feel like, am I talking about Charles Bronson? But, okay, so, but I really feel that that, I feel that strongly, that, that is something that we as such a capitalistic society do not want to admit is that these things that we praise are very much related to the things that we're now condemning. I mean, which, which, to be clear, is not me saying lay off Harvey Weinstein. What I'm saying is, hey, being always out for yourself makes you a douche. And we shouldn't celebrate it when people do it in other arenas. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I could paint a metaphor like, I mean, I'm I'm a straight man, but in my pornography, even with straight porn, I want a huge rod. Does that is that relevant? <laughs> I think it should be called attention that most people, even straight guys, they, they, when it comes down to wanking time, they uh, 
uh, large penises is part of their desires. They don't want to see a small penis in their pornography. They want, you know, somebody's uh, packing uh, a little heat. Okay. Right? I mean, I appreciate that. I think I know how that vaguely relates. Right. Uh, but I think maybe... What I'm saying is is that we want for the betterment of... Penis? I mean, we can wish for those... We want more? We admire the big okay. bank accounts and those that have a lust for more. Okay. Right. But I think it's more helpful to think about it in more like actual like concrete terms and that like anal pornography. <laughs> I'm talking about a uh, concrete as in like a uh, worker pornography. as in a uh, construction German worker porn construction worker porn oh. where it starts off with them heckling someone okay. and then it turns into an orgy. <laughs> but okay. So there's someone that we had worked with. Um, who was a very successful man mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and was also known as a bit of a flanderer and by a bit, I mean, ruined multiple marriages because of it. Mm-hmm. Mostly his own, though. To be fair. Uh, <laughs> it's this it's God-given right as an American. But, I mean, I think those things are related. I mean, they did, yeah, they did a, a South Park episode about this, about all these guys going to sex therapy sex addiction therapy and they're like it seems because like basically the people were studying monkeys and they and they, they gave a monkey like a ton of cash and he immediately started going having sex with all these different other monkeys and like it seems when you give a lot of cash to uh, to the male of the species they want to go fuck around which is exactly how it works okay but i think that's it's slightly different and that implies that everyone has these like same desires and it's just these guys are in a position to act on it. Yeah. I, 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 but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying there are people who are more inclined to be douches and some people that are more inclined to be reasonable. And we elevate the douches to posi- positions Precisely. of power because there's something in our humanity that admires uh, gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but, want, wanting. But I think maybe we should appreciate the people who just aren't being terrible. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I think that's obviously what we're... In our Listen to my world. podcast! Listen to my podcast! Damn it! I'm a good person. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, that's that's gross, too. Women talk about that. How guys will be like, well, I was fucking nice to you for like two weeks. And why don't you sleep with me? Why won't they, though? I don't know. Sluts. <laughs> that's the most appropriate word, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I can't say the same thing again, but I feel like my point isn't really getting across. Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, Are I think it is. more eloquent? But I was hoping you would just have more to say about it. Oh, I want to talk about your depression. Okay. All right. So how long have you sucked at life? Well, the thing is my depression is a result of uh, being underappreciated for being a good person. That's an interesting. So you see a direct causation there. No, not really. But I think a lot of people do. Do you want to be rewarded? Do you want an acknowledgement or a reward for being a good person? Or both? Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I think acknowledgement is a more um, plausible outcome. <laughs> acknowledgement isn't its own self reward enough for being a decent person. Well, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I wouldn't mind somebody kicking I, in I, a little coin. Yeah, I wouldn't mind setting up. A, I think we should all have Patreons. <laughs> And we should liberally donate to people who are not Patreons? terrible. 
Oh, you don't know about Patreon? Well, let me tell you. Well, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-A-R-E-O-N. I'm still so impressed. Um, is a site where uh, people can uh, donate money to people or causes. Kind of like a Kickstarter, but you'll set it up for something like, oh, I don't know, a podcast? Um, hmm. and, uh, they, usually there'll be, like, exclusive content that they give out to their Patreon subscribers. Hmm. Um, but that's how a lot of people are making a living now, like, podcasters. Uh, somewhat through advertising, but mostly through, which is kind of like a new capitalism, like, ideal sort of Silicon Valley thing that I think is a cool thing, is, like, instead of people just paying a third party, like, to advertise their shit product... They're just going directly to the content providers and just being like, I like this show. I'll give you a dollar a month. Hmm. And then they don't need to be such shills. Yeah. And you don't need to involve a network and all these other things. Yeah. With that said, uh, we are sponsored by Nature Box. Nature Box. Have you ever thought about nature? Well, box it up. Box Here it, it up. comes. If we can we can patent it. We can sell it. It's only nature. <laughs> How about the guy that first sold bottled water? Huh? They said he was a dumbass. Look at him now. Look at him now. He's swimming in bottled water. (laughs) And I'm... Anyway. Oh, oh, wait. wait, Yeah, please. Okay. um, We have another sponsor. It's Mm. it's brand new this week. I'm really excited about it. Um, Today's episode of uh, Two Male Sepsionist. Two Male Sepsionist? Two MR. Two MR is how we're... Okay. Okay. That's good. That's hip. We're on the cutting edge there. Uh, it's brought to you by Greg Next Door. Mm. Um, have you always wanted to have Greg as a neighbor? You know, someone to borrow some hedge clippers from, share a couple beers with on the back porch, complain about your family. At Greg Next Door, their extensive worldwide database of certified Gregs is guaranteed to match you with a Greg. Any Greg for just the monthly rent or mortgage of your next door living space. Hmm. He may or may not be gregarious, but he's definitely next door, and he's definitely a Greg. Sign up now to move in, Greg next door. Hedge Clippers beers and friendship sold separately. It doesn't sound worth it. It sounds kind of expensive. Uh, I don't know. I like it. Mm. Greg sounds like an asshole. Have you met too many Gregs? I mean, I've met some Gregs that I liked, actually. I got a friend named Greg. One Greg. I could get in trouble for this, but one friend named Greg in, in middle school and high school. His dad worked for the CIA. Nice. Yeah. I met him, and he looked like a like a taller, fat Sean Connery. Hmm. No, like he had like the white beard and sideburns, kind of baldy, like like Sean Connery now. But he okay. was also like six three, and uh, he used to. Greg told like he I don't know he he had some stories, man, about working down in South America and busting, oh god, I bet yeah, drug cartels and all sorts of crazy things in the eighties. Um, but he would on trips, uh, he would open and close his fingers slowly with like resistance pressure just opening and closing his hands kind of resisting as much as possible so that his fingers were so damn strong that you know he could tear phone books and halves and things like that but what so he would like you do like body weight like opening and closing his hand exercises and closing his hand you know like he's he making that, like a claw yeah and then you know just add, add, adding in resistance you know and just trying to like form. hold it open you know no like yeah pr- yeah just you, okay you use, well you use your hands you open and you close them making like a beak shape okay yeah and you you slowly, how do you add resistance you you just put a lot of tension in your fingers and you slowly open and close them all right with i'll the beak, buy it with the beak shape anyways he would do this he'd almost like just make his fingers into a point and just like tap you on the shoulder and it, it felt like 
the hardest punch from your oldest brother. <laughs> and, that sounds like and he was a very intimidating. Not a good use of time. Um, I know. I mean, he was doing it while he was driving. You know, anyway. Right, but yeah. still, like he could have been listening to a podcast, for I'm sure example. He, he could, he's in the CIA. I'm sure he could multitask. Okay, well, you know what that makes me think of immediately is choking someone to death. Like yeah. that seems like the most That's practical probably, use exactly. of it. And he could he could do some martial arts and stuff. It is in fact very difficult to choke someone to death. Is it? I don't know if you've ever tried. Not recently. Um, you get tired. Like it takes a couple minutes of real hard choking. I um, imagine you could maybe break some neck bones and stuff though and really get in there pretty quickly. Yeah, there's not a lot of neck bones. No, you know all those neck bones? <laughs> I mean, there's like a spine that's pretty important, but uh, it's not really easy to break. Anyway, it, it, anyway, I know that from watching true crime things. It's difficult oh, to choke someone okay, to death. Okay. So what you're saying is I should be more sexually liberal in those moments. I'm saying you're probably not going to do any damage. Huh? You're not oh. like it's especially if, sweet with those fingers, those guitar playing fingers. You think you're fine? Thank you. I like to think so. I one of them is injured now from a hatchet. Actually, I would stick to choking with your right hand, with your strumming hand. You, with your your left hand, you might do some damage. I actually, my left hand would be the stronger of yeah. the two. But that's only because I uh, masturbate. Switch. Switch. You're a switch hitter. I'm a switch hitter. Were Mostly, we talking about something? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was like to. Uh, I don't actually do that. I was raised uh, very, very Protestant, and I'm told it's sinful. But then I converted to Catholicism, so I do it all the time, and I hate myself. <laughs> I Patreon. Patreon. I just thought that you didn't Oof. know what a patron was, and you were like, oh, there's all these Patreons, and I'm like, nah, I don't think that's the word. Uh, it's Archilego. It's Arch. <laughs> it's Archipelagio. Um, okay, what came before Patreons? Fiefdoms. <laughs> we were talking about attention, maybe? Podcasts? That is hilarious. Talking about attention? I don't know. Did it? So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's so. Funny. Did I? I, uh, I was reading this Nick Offerman book. I brought this up a bunch of times. All right, so we're just done with what we were doing before. Yeah, I guess. What we're doing, I don't care. Um, and he was talking about. Uh, he was quoting some professor from the seventies, and he said that when whenever there's an abundance of something, then you're experiencing a dearth of whatever that something consumes, right? And so he said, so in in information rich age we're experiencing a lack of whatever it is that information consumes. What is it that information consumes? Attention. Therefore, in, 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 yeah, in a boom of information, we're experiencing a poverty of attention. And that, I feel like, is a lot of times the, the palpable feel I get when somebody recommends a TV show and go, you should watch that. And I immediately am thrown up against my, my, all of my, consum- my media consumption. And it's a, it's a finite amount of time it's literally a finite amount of time and my impulse is always like no i should not watch that tv show damn it i've curated my own shows i'm a good judge of things and I, I've, i'm full up of media consumption right now a poverty of attention i'm sorry can you repeat that i was checking my twitter oh okay yeah so i was reading nah, this Nick Offerman that's, book. That's, <laughs> I, it's called I, gumption. I, I couldn't i couldn't help it yeah. um yeah that's why it's important to have friends with good taste i wish i had some of those yeah well or at least, you know, know how to selectively ignore uh, recommendations. This is why, I mean, critics exist, because they're always right about everything. <laughs> it's why I read them, and I listen to them. I suppose that's why critics can continue to pay the rent. <laughs> under, you know, because they ostensibly are right about things. I think you, I think you would be a good critic. 
Oh. There's a, that's a compliment for you, Johnny. Well, I just changed my opinion on critics. Yep. Um, if anyone wants to uh, employ me, uh, you can write me at uh, mail.receptionist at gmail. That's loud. Um, there's a lot of construction going on across way. Fortunately, there's also um, some police watching those construction workers, as well as a man dressed in traditional Native American garb. It, it, it would appear there's also a gentleman who might have just been newly returned from the Navy. Oh my God, Johnny! I think is that I think there's a rooftop concert of Elton John next door, <laughs> and he's got some backup dancers. And they're singing YMCA for some reason. I don't know why. Come uh, to my window. I'll yeah, the joke I was gonna make. I can't. <sighs> who's the Who's the like uh, the Kardashian dad? Um, Br- Caitlyn Jenner. Right. Okay. So nailed yeah. it. <laughs> nice. I tried to throw save. you for a loop there. That was a quick save. Anyway, what I was gonna say is, oh look, there's Bruce Jenner. Because I don't know if you're familiar uh, with the uh, Village People movie, but there is one. Oh, no. I and did not. And it has Bruce Jenner in it hmm. in a prominent role. Interesting. I did not know that. It's kind of, which is, of course, this is far before he was Caitlin. Can I um, fish for more compliments on my Melissa Etheridge impression? I thought that was pretty good. Well, it, it was pretty thank good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was really, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I apologize. I I have to say, I was busy thinking about what I was going to say. <laughs> I was busy trying to think of the next gay uh, vocalist that... Uh, um, I really was just... You know who I kept wanting to say is Bruce Valanche. Oh, I wanted to but say... But Bruce Valanche is not the same person. Oh, no. You remember Bruce Valanche? Nope. But it sounds like a Family Guy reference name. Bruce Valanche <laughs> was... Uh, I think he's primarily known for being on Hollywood Squares. Okay, I think I'm beginning to He was the big, face. fat, gay yes. writer. Okay, did he have a mustache? I think he had a full beard thing. Okay. And he wore, like, funny glasses, I think, usually. Yeah. He was really annoying. And he would wear bright... I think he wrote, like, My Giant or something. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Hmm. I think he was there to make Whoopi look better. I once met George Murison. Not familiar. He's the giant in My Giant. Oh, God. Yeah. He's seven foot seven. And uh, I, I, I was waiting tables and I took his order. Standing, he was seated. <laughs> and I think I may have been looking up to him still. We were like right eye level. Is he still around? I think so. It's usually bad for you to be that big, I think. Yeah, because you end up tripping over your own dick and falling into a manhole. That's what happened to Shaq. Did you not hear about that this past week? Uh, no, I didn't. He's no longer with us. That's a sh- world's biggest manhole. Somehow <laughs> finished. I like to have um, large penis fantasies. Sure. That's, yeah. I've picked up on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Can we cut out the parts where I talk about large penises? Yeah, I'll do my best. But Leave in the parts with the regular and the medium and- <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our time together today. You know, it seems harder and harder to just sit back and enjoy the finer things in life. Well, till next time. Ta-ta.
Fuck up.